0: listening to everyday engineering the city of madison's engineering podcast where we talk about infrastructure complex topics explained simply from the water that flows down your drain to the rain and snow that drains into the lakes by way the curbs and streets we design city engineering touches your life in so many ways explained right now in everyday engineering Anyone who walks, bikes, drives, or travels in any way in the city of Madison knows how valuable street space is. There are so many options with use or reconstruction, sidewalk space, rain garden space, bike lane space, space for cafe dining, and so, so much more. These options and questions are what are driving the city's Complete Green Streets initiative. And if you're asking yourself right now, will this impact me? Short answer, absolutely yes. My name is Hannah Molinitsky, City of Madison Engineering Division Public Information Officer. Joining me today to break it all down is Renee Callaway, the city's bike and pedestrian administrator, and Jim Wolfe, a principal engineer in the Engineering Division's Streets and Paths Design section. Thank you both for being here.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah, thanks, thanks,
0: Hannah. Yeah, a lot to unpack. This is rather new, so I'm excited to talk about this today and listen from you both. Before we kind of get started, please both explain what your role is and how it fits into this initiative.
1: Sure. I'll start. Uh, So I'm a principal engineer in our engineering division, and engineering is kind of tasked with constructing our roadways, Uh, not just streets, but also our sewers, storm sewers, drainage, Uh, a lot of the sustainability efforts that you've seen around the city. Uh, So this really kind of fits in with our core function to help give us some framework on projects going forward.
0: We build the city.
2: We build the city. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We build the
0: city, streets, design, the sewers, the everything. Yes, of course.
2: Sure. And I am in traffic engineering, which is, you know, focused more on, say, that top layer, how the street operates, the signs, the markings you know, sort of that general space allocation. And then as the pedestrian bicycle administrator, I'm, you know, really focused in on ensuring that people who walk and bike have equitable access and mobility throughout our city. So really, I feel like it's a team um, where we're working on the streets together to make sure that they operate um, from the lowest layer to the top layer as efficiently as possible. So
0: how did you both get pulled into this initiative? <laughs> now let's go there. Jim?
1: Uh, so... My role is kind of based around uh, being a lead design engineer for the, the engineering division. And so I kind of got brought into this because I do a lot of these projects. Um, so going forward, depending upon the framework that we set up here with the Complete Green Streets program, it's probably going to get pretty heavily involved with my job and work going forward.
0: Probably. Uh, are you pretty certainly. sure about yes. it? Yes. <laughs> so
1: it, uh, uh, it, it was pretty important for me to be involved just to kind of have some guidance and involvement on the project uh, between me and also another principal engineer in our division, Chris Petakowski, will be heavily involved in this going forward too.
0: Sure. All about the design.
1: All about the design. Sure. Um, but also we get involved in a lot of the public engagement and things, so it, it's helpful to to have a good background while we're going into a project.
2: Absolutely, Renee? Yeah, sure, so I got involved because a lot of times people really think about streets as being for motor vehicles. Um, And so my role really is ensuring that those streets are for people, no matter how they want to move around, and that we're really taking this idea of, um, you know, making space for everyone in all of our different projects um, and ensuring that sort of our frameworks you know, we are thinking about that from the very beginning of a project. Um, So really trying to make sure that all of the tools that we have in designing things that Jim and his, all the other people in engineering use and that my coworkers in traffic engineering use are like thinking of the big picture. They're thinking about motor vehicles, but they're thinking about transit. And then of course, for me, they're thinking about people walking and biking as well.
0: Sure, and for anyone listening, you hear traffic engineering and engineering, (laughs) two different divisions. Um, at the city of Madison, um, engineering, we design and help um, lead the construction of new streets. Traffic engineering worries about more so how we're moving on the streets, the the traffic, the, the lights, the painting, the making sure that people are flowing um, safely throughout the streets in a nutshell. I mean, there's so much that both of us do, but that's how I kind of explain the difference because I often get the question, sure. What's traffic engineering? Isn't that engineering or engineering the same as traffic engineering? And it's kind of like the flow of traffic versus designing the actual street.
2: Yeah, it is a little bit confusing to people. And I think, you know, that's why our work is so interrelated. And Jim and I find ourselves working on projects together all the time because it is kind of hard to separate the two. But that is in a nutshell. Yes, in a nutshell. (laughs) I mean, we only have 20 minutes and time
0: is a ticking. So that's that's kind of uh, to get people to wrap their mind around it. Okay, so, you know, let's talk city's Complete Green Streets Initiative. Complete Green Streets Initiative. I'm saying it. Yeah. Um, in the intro, I kind of explained a lot of different options. So for when streets are created, what are you both hearing from people in our community on what they want for our future streets? Sure. So
2: I think we're really at the beginning of, you know, trying to engage around sort of those basic foundational values, but what we're, I think with the pandemic, it really brought to the forefront that we could rethink how our streets work as we started to sort of repurpose space to allow for more walking and biking for more outdoor dining and things like that and you think to yourself oh a street doesn't have to be this sort of thing that it has always been we can see how we can integrate the needs of people more into our designs
1: and also with the right-of-way space being pretty limited um And a number of initiatives that the engineering division has taken on with the, you know, we participated in the urban forestry task force report that was recently accepted, I think back in 2019, along with all the watershed studies too, that if we're going to use the right of way for some of these greener initiatives, uh, thinking more flood resiliency and sustainability too, that that kind of goes hand in hand with moving people as well. That there's a lot of core functions to the street and we're really trying to figure out how people value these different uses, and and trying to figure out how that all fits together.
0: Are you hearing? What are you hearing from people when you when you go through these projects? Because you've had your hand in a number of projects, Jim, at the city um, since you've been here. And how long have you been here?
1: Oh, I've been here almost 15 years now.
0: Okay, so you've had your hand in a lot of major projects. What do you hear from people? What do they want um, when we reconstruct a street? What do what what are some of the things that they're wanting more
1: of? It's a lot of mixed opinions. Because
0: uh, <laughs> everybody want, thinks that the street should be rebuilt a certain way or certain things. Yes. But what are you hearing? Yeah, you
1: Because know, everybody uses the street, so everybody kind of has a general opinion on how it should be used, too, which is good that we welcome all that that input. Uh, we want to know how you know different people in, in different neighborhoods value those things. Uh, so depending upon where you are, whether it's a core business district like uh, Willie Street, Monroe Street, Atwood, something like that, um, there's generally interest from businesses, whether it's restaurants on having some parking or cafe space or some of those things. Uh, a lot of people are interested in doing things like rain gardens and making sure that we can plant large canopy trees and being able to have safe pedestrian space and biking space uh, just because those are, are more vulnerable road users. Um, but also people like to be able to get from point A to point B. Um, so we're also coordinating a lot with Metro two and some of the transit initiatives uh, so being able to move people efficiently is is kind of a high priority as well. So it's, it's kind of all over the map, mm-hmm. uh, which makes things very challenging, which is part of the reason why we wanted to take on this Complete Green Streets program
0: so the program where did the idea kind of come from we I heard you say a little bit about the pandemic and how it's made us rethink and and the program or the initiative is really looking at how we're designing streets looking forward correct
2: correct so um I think this program like we started this project just before the pandemic it was something that we knew needed to happen and I think we've had in the city sort of a complete streets policy for a long time which Says that our streets should accommodate, you know, different users of different types. But even when you're just thinking about the transportation element within a corridor, that can be really challenging. Um, a street to have, you know, drive lanes enough to satisfy everyone, a transit lane so transit can be efficient and on time and be more useful for people, while also having safe bike lanes and pedestrian facilities. Just that alone is very hard to accomplish. Then you add in sustainability issues with trees, rain gardens, and other sort of stormwater um, interventions. Suddenly, you realize there's just not enough space to do all of these things. So, having a complete streets policy, you add in wanting to do all of these green things. Well, there are trade offs. And I think this project is trying to get at trying to have a better understanding of this resident values around those trade-offs and coming up with some decision-making tools for project designers like jim to make his job easier so you're not starting from here's 35 different ways you could allocate that space but saying this is the context of the street we know this is kind of our starting point for the design so
0: like you said prior to us recording this initiative will change jim's world
2: that's the plan that's the (laughs) plan looking forward to it
0: (laughs) with a smile of course but um yes i mean it's it is not easy to fit all of those things and to to know you know what you need to put into it i I mean it's such another world that i think anybody who's listening to this can barely wrap their mind around it and i mean and it's it's a lot of work. It's really hard. So having something in place to help guide that and help prioritize what people are wanting and everything like that is really important. So when we're saying green things, <laughs> so when you're saying green things, <laughs> what sort of green things can we include? I mean, we, know, we talk about rain gardens. Um, does that mean like permeable pavement options? Like what sort of green things would we be considering?
1: Uh- There are a number of things, and there's uh, just kind of generally in the recent years, we have been moving forward more with some of the Terrace Rain Garden programs and really factoring trees heavily into our designs. But this will help give us a little bit more robust kind of backing for some of these decisions, too, that we are trying to prioritize um, creating space for larger canopy trees. What does that mean? That means soil volume in general, that if we want to have trees that are going to be able to grow up and provide some good shade quality and good root structure uh, to help with some heat island effects in like the urban areas uh, in, in particular, that soil volume is going to be key, um, which means more space as Reneo is getting to. Yeah. Um, and similarly, we have been doing terrace rain gardens, um, which can help treat some stormwater runoff uh, in particular on local streets where we aren't having a lot of the salting of the pavement and some of those things. Uh, which has been helpful in a lot of areas and they're beautiful. They're really nice. And I think, um, they provide a, a pretty good value for the city too. And then we have been doing some permeable pavement, uh, which will be a consideration going forward too. We have had some mixed results on different types that we've used, um, mm-hmm. but we have piloted some projects. Uh, so this will help give us some guidance on where we can and should be considering some of these different elements.
0: We actually have a new page on our cityofmadison.com slash engineering website um, focusing on permeable pavement. We bring you to the test site of the different pavements. Um, there's a video posted there. And also we bring you to the first neighborhood with the full permeable street uh, in the Westmoreland neighborhood. Um, so check those videos out. That's on cityofmadison.com slash engineering. Um, actually in the stormwater section, um, permeable pavement um, videos. Really unique cool thing. If you don't know anything about it, go check it out. It's kind of cool to see it all and all of it explained. Um, so those are what green things you're talking about.
1: And I'm sure we'll come up with other green things too. Oh, sure. we're, we're constantly learning and, and yeah. adapting and growing.
0: But I think, you know, this green, you know, green infrastructure versus, you know, the typical standard gray, you know, with the, you know, the piping and the everything, you know, from underground to the typical way you're constructing a street, um, it's changing. And so is the way that we think of it and approach it. This project, we are obviously working together. So Traffic Engineering, Engineering, other agencies in the city, we're looking at reviewing typical street cross sections and general right of way uses. So when people read that on the site, what does that mean? What is a cross section? What does it mean when looking at general right-of-way uses? Can you explain that in an easy, digestible way?
1: I will certainly do my best to kind of get away from some of my nerdy lingo. No, it's Uh, good.
0: It's good. It's accurate. It's it's just we want to make sure people are understanding what we're trying to share.
1: When we talk about a street cross-section, if you kind of imagine yourself in a safe way, standing in the middle of the street and kind of look in one direction. Uh, So the cross-section is kind of how everything within that area is used that maybe on your left and right sides you have sidewalk Uh, maybe there's a terrace space in between the curb and sidewalk that has a certain dimension and then you'll have some sort of street space whether there are parking lanes or travel lanes or bike lanes it's kind of allocating the street width uh to various uses
0: okay and then general right of way
1: (laughs) general right of way so the right of way is kind of the portion of the street area mostly that uh is owned by the city essentially mm-hmm. uh it's open for public uses and there's you know a, it's essentially a property line and on a typical street with sidewalks it's usually from about 1 foot on either side of the sidewalk kind of towards the center of the street
0: so everything in between there so everything outside between. a foot foot or two outside of each sidewalk and everything in between that's where we can work yep,
1: yep. and then with it being public right-of-way, it's also open for uses by public utilities, too. Mm-hmm. So all of your telecommunications companies, fiber lines, electric lines, all of those things, too. So we are competing not only with our own utilities and underground infrastructure, but also some others as well.
0: Yeah, which is interesting because, you know, if I'm doing something in my terrace, I think that it's my property but if and that the city can't touch it. But if it's in the public right-of-way... Yes, we can. Um, there's also a good explainer on our engineering website of what public right-of-way is, wwwcityofmadisoncom engineering. Okay, when we work on new street reconstruction, we follow standard street designs. And this whole you know, project is looking at how we're designing moving forward, how we're fitting everything in and by using green ways, green things, as we <laughs> like to say. Um, so we follow standard street designs. So what, in a nutshell,
2: does that mean? I'm making making you both work and explain. I know, right? So standard street design. I think it's interesting because that's something that has been changing, and it's, I think, picking up its pace. So for a long time, you know, there's all kinds of sort of engineering guidebooks and standards that sort of explain how you would design a road, what a bike lane might look like, um, you know, what a pedestrian facility looks like, and kind of street, like lane widths, all of these sort of basic things. But in recent years, there's been um, just a lot of change and a lot of thinking about, you know, in urban areas, what really are the safest designs and a much bigger focus on trying to make sure that everyone is safe and less about, well, just how many cars can get down a street in a certain amount of time conveniently. So it's been changing a lot. And so as we think about our own city, we've started to do a few of these things. Um, We have on Bassett Street a new parking protected bike lane where the bikes have a space that is separated from the driving lane where people can just feel more comfortable. Um, You know, we're going to put in sort of a new kind of bus stop where the people cross the bike lane to get to the bus. So all of these things are kind of new design elements that haven't been around forever but are really aimed at trying to say if a person makes a mistake when they're driving it shouldn't end in a serious or fatal crash so how, what would that look like so what we're trying to do here is think about our own city in the kind of context of the streets and what makes sense in those contexts so a residential area doesn't look like a business district a truck route is going to look a little bit different from a priority um bike lane road so just trying to really consider all of those elements
0: and it's been a while since we've updated these standard design standards, correct?
1: This is yeah. true. I think a lot of our standard design has gone back to even before I started here, so more than 15 years ago.
0: Sure.
1: Um, and also I think our complete streets policy that was we currently have on file anyway was adopted in 2009-ish.
0: Okay. Um, so it's so been a lot a, has changed. It's a lot has changed. It's been a minute.
1: Yeah. yeah it's true. And... <laughs> This is also important because the city is expanding on the east and west sides in particular, too, that we are building new neighborhoods, building new streets, dedicating new rights of way. So how we put that all together is going to be important, too, and and this program will hopefully help guide some of those decisions going forward as well.
0: Oh, change Jim's world.
1: Sure will. We're
0: back to that. Uh-huh. Yes. but maybe it's a new podcast. You could have a whole, your own just, podcast. Just Jim's, Jim's world, world and <laughs> how it's changing. I like it. Um, okay. So as we're wrapping up here, last couple minutes here, where are we in this process? How long before we'll see results?
2: Sure. So I would say we're really right at the beginning. So we have our, what we're calling Let's Talk Streets engagement starting this week, um, where we're just having a launch event then we'll have some more surveys and focus groups coming down the road. But, you know, first we kind of want to understand the values of people within our community before we rush into these different sort of street design types. Um, but really, as we get later into the summer and early fall, you'll start to see some more materials about some potential designs, some motor, some like corridor priorities for transit or for biking, for things like that. Um, and then Hopefully in the early part of next year, we'll have a much more of a a guide ready to go. Okay. And then when will it
0: kind of start? So like what projects will this start with? Do we know that right now or no?
1: We don't know that yet. Okay. Um,
0: It sounds like a lot of things are still fluid. So that, and that's okay. I just have to ask the question.
1: Yep. It's um, like Renee said, we're very early in this process and -hmm. and hopefully this podcast can be used to help get word out. (laughs) And so that people can participate in this as well. Um, yes. Because the more input that we get from folks, the, the better this will ultimately be.
0: Yes, and no matter if you're listening to it timely um, or even just after the fact, um, all that information is going to be all over the city website, whether it be traffic engineering or engineering division. Um, so if you're trying to find it, just let us know. You can reach out to any of us um, here at the table. Um, finally, last but not least, why do this? Why update this?
2: Why should people care? Sure. I think people should care because, you know, it's kind of easy to ignore your street until Jim shows up or one of his coworkers. (laughs) I'm with them um, and we're talking about doing something different. And so this really is going to inform those projects going forward. So even though maybe your street isn't, nothing's happening to it today, you know, down the road in a few years, maybe it will be. And then you're going to wish that you had participated and You know so that the city's work reflected your values and what you would like to see for the city and i think everybody moves around the city in many different ways and this is going to have a big impact on that movement
1: and from a project's perspective depending upon the street that we're working on um i know i've been involved in projects where it's been a highly iterative process where i've cranked out design alternative after design alternative and trying to come to a consensus with a lot of different values and a lot of different uses out there is very difficult and if ever to achieve Mm -hmm. Um, so it becomes both frustrating for me and for the residents too where you know it it seems like we discuss things over and over again without coming to solutions and so from a project perspective this will hopefully help make things a little bit easier uh, going forward with some of that too
2: the green stuff let's not forget the green stuff stuff. because i mean sustainability i think is a big issue Um, and should be on everyone's mind so we need to make our investments wisely and using our dollars the best way to make change
0: so get involved learn up on it read up on it look for the listening sessions or the public information meetings in any way you can get involved, listen to this podcast, share this podcast episode. I'm sure we'll have more episodes in the future talking about different parts in this process, but, uh, changing Jim's world or also known as the city's complete green streets initiative. Thank you both for being here. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Good perspectives, interesting perspectives. Thank you so much for listening. We'll keep you updated and connected on the City of Madison website in both Traffic Engineering and Engineering. If you have a question or a topic you'd like us to cover on this podcast, send us an email at engineer at cityofmadison.com or connect with us on social media. We're everywhere because we're here for you every day in engineering.